<laughs> Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. This is the episode. This is the episode where we go off the rails. This is the episode, the first one, in my opinion, so far in Travel Evolve, where this really separates us from every other podcast out there. Yes, you're going to have your podcast of your peers that talk to the best of their ability about some things. Yes, you're going to have some companies that are going to tell you how great they are and how wonderful this industry is and why you should go to work for them, but you're not going to have an episode like episode number nine where we delve right into smack dab into company margins next on Travel Evolved. This is Travel Evolved. I am Mark Holloway. Oh, man. Here we go. This is the episode, ladies and gentlemen. This is one of my favorite episodes that we do. It is the first one of what will be many episodes that go right into, I hope, the reason why you're subscribing to this podcast, why you're subscribing to our YouTube channel, potentially why you're subscribing to both. Company margins. I mean, this is it. This is the quintessential concept that you are not supposed to know about in our industry. Don't ask me why. Well, I guess I kind of know why. The reason I, that you're not supposed to know about this is because companies don't want you to know how much money they're making. Now, a couple things I will tell you. One of them is it's not as much off of you specifically as you might think or a lot of people think. I know this because there are times when I'll see things out on social media where travelers will say, well, companies to take care of me for two or three weeks or whatever because uh, they need to pay for my whole compensation and my entire package, including housing saving, because I got canceled. Well, that tells me right there that you guys think that that margin is so great that it would actually allow that there's money left over to pay for someone's salary for two weeks. There isn't, for the most part. It is that is that is a misnomer. If you think about the way industry works, that is too much. There is not that much money made off of each traveler. It's a margin. It is typically, nowadays, anywhere from 26 all the way up now to about 32% of the entire bill rate, less the agency or vendor fees, not agency, the vendor fees. So there's less than you might think on an individual basis, but it is still a ton of money. Companies like the one I'm the CEO of, we make a lot of money off of a traveler's back, a traveler's sweat and equity. And I've always said, I think there's a reasonable amount of money that a company should make because we do reasonable things. Here's where I go completely rogue and differ with every single other person in my position in the country and in the world that I know of. And that is that I think we make too much money. We don't do enough for the cog of traveling 
to justify, in my opinion, a 32% margin, which is what some of the big, big companies make. That is a, an insane amount of money that a hospital or a hospital system is paying to have you, the traveler, work there, and they're going to take almost a third of it for what exactly? To find you? You kind of find them last time I looked. To credential you? Well, yeah, there's some things they have to do, some kind of baloney things that take a long time and they are expensive to do backgrounds. But let's be honest, you guys provide a lot of that information for us. And so what are we really doing? We're really floating payroll. We're paying you every week in hopes that that vendor or that company will, will pay us in a timely manner. And they typically don't. Usually it's, you know, things are due in net 30 days in our world where you send out an invoice that's supposed to be paid within 30 days. It's closer to six weeks that you actually get paid. Some vendors are notoriously bad because they're just scared of their own hospital, their own systems, their own clients, so they don't want to dare ask for money to be paid to us. So I've seen things go out further than that, and that really falls directly on, this, on the shoulders of a vendor who's literally scared of their own client. But for the most part, that's what we do. And you're telling me in our industry, it has crept up to a 32% margin for those big companies to do that. It's ludicrous. This industry has become ridiculous, in my opinion. And I know that sounds crazy, but I'm telling you, yes, us companies, we companies, I'm using bad lingers on purpose, we make too much of the pie. So we're going to delve into this today, and we're going to have a really candid conversation that's going to surprise Anybody who's never heard me before, it will not surprise those diehards that know me really well. And this is going to be a, a reaffirmation of things you guys have already heard on other platforms and other, um, I guess, things I've done in the past. So let's jump into that. First and foremost, again, I'm going to say this every time, I'm just overwhelmed and humbled by the amount of people that are uh, finding us, subscribing to Travel Evolved. Uh, it is, like I said, it's it's going through the roof like it's never been before. I, I've said that in other things I've done before, and I've always been very, very excited and very humbled in the past. But this particular model, this particular vehicle, and the way we've designed Travel Evolve seems to be the one that you guys are uh, the most excited about because I've got more people subscribing and more people watching and listening to us on a weekly basis than I've ever had before. So I think the word's getting out there. I thank all of you that are spreading that word because I can't do this without you. Yes, I do have a small team of people that do put our stuff out there on social media on my behalf. It looks like I'm posting it, but I've actually got the process and people that are doing that for us, which is great because it helps get kind of the word out. People are like, oh, I've never heard this knucklehead. What is he doing? And um, I'm so irritating out there, I think, on so many different things that people are starting to go, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give this guy a try. And what seems to be is that going, oh, this is this is different than what I thought it was going to be. I thought this was just going to be another company or another CEO promoting his company and talking about how great he is and the industry is. And, and wow, this is, this is kind of the opposite. He's actually talking about the industry sucks and the industry needs help and the industry is in trouble and the industry is going downhill. And the industry, on his standpoint, is making too much money. Yep, that's what we're going to talk about today. That's why I made some really good notes. For this episode, number nine, company margins. It's an important one. This is where, again, I put this one very early on in this process because I wanted you guys to get hit with this hard. It was one of our more popular episodes they did on Travel Insiders, and I think it'll be the same case here because it really, like I said, does set the catalyst for kind of explaining the overall concept of how companies make money and what, in fact, a company margin is, and more importantly, how that absolutely directly affects you and how much money you make, which is what seems to somehow mysteriously be missed but i'll explain it to you it's it's really direct how much a company makes is a direct result on how much you make 
or I should say how much you don't make and vice versa. It's completely simple and completely straightforward. And this is where you're going to kind of start to get educated on how this whole thing works. Again, very simple. So first of all, talking about company margins is a relatively new concept. Um, I will take some, some credit for this. I don't oftentimes say that, you know, I, I did things first, but I'm telling you, I know for a fact I was the first CEO of any company that came out and started talking openly about what a company margin was and how we made money. Before then, it was kind of like, whoa. And I got a lot of slack for that, by the way. I got a lot of slack instantly, and I got a lot of slack I found out later where a lot of CEOs and other people going, I wish this guy wouldn't be doing this because it's this shh. And I, want, I hate to say it, but it's like this like good old boy mentality. And I'm going to be sexist and say good old boy because this industry is rampant with, uh, with men who have been in the industry for a long time. And a lot of them have spun off and a lot of women have spun off from companies and they do things the exact same way. So all of these people don't want you to know the secrets to how we make money. It's, it's no different than your company, but the numbers will probably shock you. So it's a new concept talking openly about margins. And I love the fact that probably in the last five years, I'd like to take some credit for this. Again, I don't like to take credit in too many things, but this one I'm going to you know, thump my chest a little bit on and say that I know that me pushing, pushing, pushing company margin had a big effect on more and more people and their willingness to talk about it. And mostly you guys as travelers openly talking about margins because now it's a topic of conversation out there on different social media. And I love that because you guys actually are acknowledging that, you know what, yeah, by the way, companies make money. Here's some truths as to what they make. Here's some fa you know fiction as to what they don't make and vice versa. So it's really important. So to start off today's conversation, I want to throw out a couple of things that I think are, we're going to call them as, as understoods, let's say. It is understood for the most part that most of us are all playing on a level playing field, meaning that we all have a bill rate that we are given or dictated or it's being regurgitated to us from either the vendor or the facility that says, here's how much hourly I want to put this job out for. Here's how much we are willing to pay, or this is our bid, if you will for this particular position. Let's say I've got a respiratory therapy position and I need that at my facility. I'm going to throw out to my vendor management group or directly to the facilities that are, are, are the agencies that are working through our facility and that manager. Here's the rate. And it's all inclusive, obviously. Again, I know I'm going you know simplistic on this, but I want to explain this to everybody, no matter what your level of knowledge on a company margin might be. So that's how the industry works. We oftentimes do have a bidding process. In other words, they would say, here's you know, what we're hoping for. If you want to go lower with maybe a less qualified candidate or to see if you can get your candidate in there, you, know, you can. That used to be a pretty big thing. It's becoming less and less of a, of a thing. Most companies don't underbid because it doesn't typically mean you get your candidate selected. There are times when a facility will throw out a rate that is almost ridiculously low, and you know, the vendor will say, if this is low, put your best rate out there. Those ones are tough because you have to go to your candidate and say, here's what they're ha asking for. What do you need to make? And if you, you know, of course, you ask a traveler that they're going to give you the moon, which means your bill rate's going to be so high that they probably won't get chosen. But I, do, I still do see that sometimes. For the most part, we are dictated a rate. Let's just say $85 bill rate, which is relatively average, I think, this time of, of in, our, in our history right now currently for let's just say a travel RN. And I'm just going, you know, mainstream, middle of the country kind of place, you know, let's just use that as an example for today's purposes. Th that is the rate that is given to us. Now, yes, there are some companies that have their own MSP. 
that they actually are going to say, we're getting $90, but we're going to offer it up to anybody who subcontacts through us for $85. So know that there's that out there. There are sometimes there is an uneven playing field where, and I won't mention company names, but if they are their own MSP, they oftentimes have a higher bill rate than the companies in which that they subcontract or that are partnering with them and trying to sell those jobs for them as well. Ironically, and I've had this question asked relatively recently, repeatedly, more than three times, why is it that sometimes a subcontracting company can offer a higher pay rate than the kind company that holds the contract? And the answer is because the company that holds the contract's margin is so darn high that a company with a thin margin actually ends up paying you more than a company that has it, even though they're paying that company a fee. It's, it's hard to understand. It's hard to really almost comprehend, but it's the truth. And I know that because I've got some friends that work for some of the big companies that have told me it's frustrating for them when they actually have, have travelers working at a facility who are making less than somebody who's working for a company that they subcontracted through and they hold the contract. So it's real. It's hard to fathom that it doesn't make sense, but that just shows you how big some of those margins are. When you're working on a 32% or higher margin, another company comes in in the low 20s, which is unusual, it actually works out where that company in the low 20s or 20% margin company can pay you more than the other company. That's a, it's remarkable, and it happens all the time. Going back to what I said, for the most part, we are all working on a level playing field. We have the same bill rate. And for today's purposes, I want to talk about the 98% of the, of the deals out there where we are, in fact, all working on the exact same bill rate, which means we all can have $85, for example, and that's the example I'll use today. That is, in fact, the, the rate that we have been I guess, uh, challenged with or, or asked to adhere to when we go out and find a traveler for that rate. So we calculate everything based upon the fact that we're going to assume that for every hour that we have a traveler work there, we're going to be able to bill and therefore top line make $85 an hour. And so how do we calculate how much we're going to pay the traveler, how much has to go to Uncle Sam, how much has to go to potentially a small fee, 4 to 6 or 7%, to a vendor and then therefore what's left over for us which is in fact what a company margin is what is the percentage of that all-inclusive pie that is our slice that we get to keep when all else is paid out so to speak that's what a company margin is so know that we're all working on 11 playing field and basically that's exactly what i just described i went really quickly on that i'm gonna slow it down now but we are working out of a pie for those of you who have listened to me before, you know I, I use the word pie a lot because that's really the best and most simplistic visual way to explain how our world works. We are given a bill rate, which is, and I'm going to use my hands for those of you who are watching me on YouTube, it's a pie. That is the bill rate, the all-inclusive amount that we're, that we're able to bill hourly. The first thing I said, and I'll slow it down now, that we carve out from there is oftentimes we get charged a small fee, a vendor fee typically, where they will say, because we hold this contract, and, you know, again, there's a difference between MSPs and VM, VMSs and VHSs. I'll, I'll explain what those are down the road. But for the most part, they're going to take out, like I said, on the low end, 4% of that fee, and they keep it up to nowadays 7%. I certainly hope it doesn't go any higher. I don't think the industry can handle it, but they love to creep that up. I, I've been around long enough to know where there wasn't a fee, and then it was 1%, 2%. So now there's where we are this many years later. So they take a fee, and it, it hurts you guys. It actually hurts the facility. We don't, they don't want to talk about that because you know the facility still sees that $85 bill rate, but they don't realize that the agencies are working on $3 or $4 or less than that because they don't think about that. So there's actually less money to play with to give to you because that vendor 
takes that for having a nice-looking website or a way of communicating those those jobs to a whole bunch of people. I'll beat them up later, but I, I also believe they're a necessary cog in the in the process too, and they they do things to make that four percent. It's actually a relatively reasonable fee, but when it goes up to six and seven percent, it's a lot, and it hurts the fulfillment of getting those jobs being met. And sometimes the, you, you see that with different vendors that have less fulfillment than other ones do because their fees are so high. Different conversation for a different day. So that's really the first slice. So really and truly, when you see an $85 bill rate, or if you talk to your manager or someone tells you the bill rate's 85, somehow you figure that out. We'll talk about it down the road here in this episode, how to find out what that bill rate is. Understand that the agency is probably not receiving $85 unless they are the ones that actually hold the master contract. So already that is being reduced. That is a small, tiny slice of the pie. So really, let's say we now have you know, a 96 or 90, let's say a 95% of that same bill rate we are now working with. That's our true number that we have to work with. So from there, there are really only three different things that come out of that pie still. The first one really to explain it, and it's hard to explain it this way, but I will say there are taxes that come out that the company will pay on your behalf. There are payroll taxes. I'm not talking about the taxes that you pay that come out of your check. I'm talking about payroll taxes that a company has to pay to the government, to that state, to potentially local, to employ you in that county. So you don't see those. The company doesn't see those because they have to pay them. The vendor doesn't see those. The hospital doesn't see those. So they are actually sliced out. But understand the company doesn't eat those. Those are actually above and beyond your taxes that you see come out of your check. That's a whole different deal. That's what you pay the government to, to, to live in this country. But there are payroll taxes that come out. Now understand, ladies and gentlemen, those taxes are only based upon taxable income. So when a company gives you travel reimbursement, for example, there's no taxes on that. So there's no fee that a company has to pay. When they give you a housing stipend or, um, you know, obviously those meals incidentals that they come out of the GSA rate that you're getting tax-free, there is no cost above and beyond that money that the company is paying. So there's no taxes on that. Most companies, a lot of companies should say, oftentimes will bonus you for referrals or whatever else kind of bonuses they have. Many companies do that tax-free. They shouldn't. It's actually a revenue and they should actually, or an income, they should actually tax you on it. But that upsets travelers when they refer someone and they get a fee and they get taxed on it. But it's actually the way it really should be. The government really, that is, a, that is an income. It's not a, it's not a tax-free allotment like being reimbursed for your travel, your housing, or your meals and incidentals. But that is what it is. So I'm just telling you the straight skinny. So the company is only paying a small amount of taxes based upon that taxable income. So then when you guys see all these, these uh, offers that you get where that's saying $20 taxable, $22 taxable, $14 taxable, we're talking about just the taxes that are paid on that income, not the income itself, just the taxes. So it is a relatively small figure as well because it's just the taxable portion of the taxes, I should say, that are paid on the taxes. We're not talking about the compensation, just the taxes. Did I make that? really clear. I said it like 12 times just then. So we're not talking about a big figure, right? It depends upon how much the, the cost of living is. So the bigger the cost of living in that county that you're working in, the more things that can be made tax-free, but it also has a lot to do with the overall compensation you're receiving. So know that the more you're getting, the, the larger that hourly taxable rate is, the more a company is theoretically going to have to pay. But most of us have calculators that uh, that create our margins that encompass and incorporate those in that each county. So it, it kind of is a sliding scale. So it works. That's the other slice, the second slice. There's really only two slices left, ladies and gentlemen. That is 
how much of the rest of that pie does a company want to keep and put in their pocket to make money and be a company and how much they want to give to you. And that is, in fact, what all CEOs, CFOs, all higher ups of companies go through every day to try to figure out, frankly, what is the biggest slice we can take and still attract a traveler to come to work for our company and choose our company over all the other companies that hold this exact specific same job. Did that all make sense to you? Some companies do a good job in this. They actually are, are, you know, try to keep their margin thin in order to attract you from a financial standpoint. Some companies are a little thicker, but maybe they offer, I don't know, the good peace of mind. They've got a great recruiter that you like, or they, they have a, somehow they've, they've marketed their company so that there's a reason and justification, if you will, for you to go to work for them or a company that pays you more because of the X factor or X factors, whatever that is. I don't understand that. And Again, I'm sure it exists, but for me, that would have to be one hell of an X factor for me to give up income to take the same job over another company. It's just the way I think and the way I feel, and, and maybe you guys will agree with me. So there are also companies that pay that take an exorbitant amount of, of margin and just hope that by sheer marketing or magnitude or volume that you're going to choose them over the other companies. And it works every day because many of you choose these companies that these ridiculously high margins over other companies and you're giving them the income that should be going to you. It's just a simple fact. And that's why you guys see so many different companies offering the same job at so many different rates because it is up to us to decide what we want to keep and therefore what is left for you, which is the whole you know essence of this episode. So when I have people tell me, I don't care what a company makes, that's not that important to me. It should be. Take a deep breath for a minute, and I will too. It should be. It should be ridiculously important to you. I can't think of much else that should be important to you as a traveler than how much is my company making? How much of that pie? How big is their slice? It should be the quintessential, most important part of the decision on which company you go through. Again, I'm not promoting any particular company, but if I'm a traveler out there and I see the same job, I'm going to ask, why are you paying so much less for the same job than these other three companies? What is the justification? And if that recruiter can't give you a viable reason, I would not choose that recruiter. If that reason they give you is viable and it makes sense to you, bless your heart, knock yourself out, take it with that company. Only you are in charge of that and making that decision. So I don't know what that would be, but again, there could be a great slick-talking salesperson, also known as a recruiter out there, who's so good at convincing you how valuable that they are that you would not be able to survive this travel world without taking this assignment through them, him or her, and this wonderful company. Maybe they're that good. Maybe you're that gullible. Or maybe it's truthful. Maybe you do need someone to really hold your hand, and that recruiter is a perfect fit for you to hold your hand because you need to make sure that you get that, that support and you're willing to give up a certain percentage of your income over other companies to get that support. I mean, it sounds like I'm being facetious. I'm truly not. I'm being honest. There are people that unfortunately out there who haven't evolved their travel game that are still in that mode. I'm not ragging on you. I'm just trying to point out that it sounds, when you say it out loud, it sounds a little silly. And I hope that it sounded a little silly when I said it out loud, because it really is hard for me to justify. As I've said many times, this is a new career for you. You are now a traveler. And I hope this is also a new eye-opening experience for you. I hope you are now a travel, evolved, trained traveler, which means this stuff is starting to make you go, hmm, I think I've been doing this the wrong way. Go back and listen to last week's episode. 
the learning curve. And maybe this is one of those things where you're kind of like, yeah, I haven't really been thinking about the way, wow, I keep doing that. I'm going to do that forever, hitting the microphone. I haven't really been thinking about the way I travel. I need to start thinking about the way I travel. So knowing this information, company margins is vital to that success of being that travel evolved trained traveler. So, okay. This industry I want to talk about real briefly. This industry, I've been, as I've said, and this has been well documented. I always say that I've been doing this for a long time since the, as of recording of this episode, over 21 and a half years of being in this industry and now 18 and a half years of that, uh, being the CEO of three different companies now. That's a lot. That's a long time. So I know what I'm talking about when it comes to this stuff. And again, I can only give you examples of what it was like to run my companies. And I've, you know, I've, I've ran companies like this. And it wasn't until, I guess, maybe 10 years ago, a decade ago, where I kind of went, man, there's got to be a better way to do this. And I'm, like I said, the first one that kind of went, maybe we could actually attract more people on a thinner margin and actually have our company be more successful. If we paid everybody more money and they would spread the word. I don't know. He said, we'll see what happens out there, but we'll see how many CEOs follow me on that thought. <laughs> They're not going to. There's no way. These people are not going to drop their margins because of uh, my podcast or my YouTube channel, but we'll see what happens. Things are going to change, ladies and gentlemen. This industry was, in fact, founded on a 20% margin. That's what the term agent came from. If you talk about a sports agent, if you're an agent to a bunch of rock stars, if you're an agent to a, a, you know, a, a, an athlete, most of those companies work on 20% margins. There are some good ones that charge more. But if you are an excellent hockey player, you have an agent that takes less of a margin because you're going to get such a high contract. So anyway... Our agency has moved up, 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 and up. It used to be that most companies were at 25% margin. Now, almost every company that I know of, and I, when I got it, by the way, guys, I'm, this is not just a guess. I see other people's offers. You guys send them to me all the time. If you haven't, test me. Send me a, an offer, a contract I have. I'll tell you exactly what that margin is. Most of them now, the lowest guys are at 26%. The big guys are at 32% margins. This is sounds like, well, it's not a big deal, Mark. You used to be at 20%. Now they're at 26. You know, let's just say 28. That 8% doesn't seem like a lot of money, but that 8% is humongous. I'll walk you through what that is. But I'm telling you, that's how much the industry has crept up over the last 20 years and definitely in the last decade. It's gotten to a point that it's been ridiculous. And by the way, the pandemic that happened or whatever it was that you want to call it, the last year and a half, really exposed some ugliness in our industry. It's what made me go, oh my gosh, it was, it was disgusting what happened. As these bill rates went from 85 to 185, companies realized that they could hide bigger and bigger margins because you guys were making so darn much money that you didn't think about it. Most of you guys went around going, oh my gosh, I'm making crazy money. I don't care. Now I really don't care what a company's making. And they were laughing all the way to the bank during this time. Rather than giving this money to you for risking your life and to doing whatever it was, especially at the very beginning when you really didn't know what you're going into, these sick companies said, we can do better. We can actually go to higher margins because these travelers are going to be so blinded by the, by the glistening, wonderful glitter of how much money they're making. They're not going to be paying attention. And these hospitals aren't going to care because they just want fulfillment. They don't need to know how much money we're making. And that happened. And that's real, ladies and gentlemen. 
For every traveler that was sitting there rubbing their hands together thinking, oh my gosh, we're making so much money, every agency was doing the exact same thing. They were going, wow, these travelers have no idea. Yes, we're going to be throwing a lot more money out on that payroll every week, and we're going to have a lot greater amounts of money out there in front of hospitals and maybe potentially exposing that to risk while we're waiting to get paid. But when we get paid, we're going to be at in the 30% margin range. And I know that that's real. And you guys may not want to hear that, but it's the truth. So what that's done is a lot of companies even here now in, in you know July of, of 2021, they are maintaining higher and higher margins still. The margins still got up there. They got used to that. It's almost like an income. If you start making more money, it's really hard to go backward. Same thing applies to companies. So I am now seeing 26 to 32% margins almost, you know, very consistently across the board, as you guys are sending me the, the contracts of what other, uh, other, some sorry, other companies are offering on the same companies I can see. I know what the bill rates are. So when you guys send me XYZ Hospital and this specialty, I've got that rate. It's really easy for me to compare. So that's the truth. That's what I'm seeing now. So let me walk you through what that does. Between when I got in this industry and now, that 8%, it doesn't sound like a lot, but let's just take our example of an $85 bill rate. So if you take 8% of an $85 bill rate, it's only $6.80 an hour. That's, you know, so just slightly under 7 bucks. That's not a lot of money, right? It's only 7 bucks an hour. Well, that $7 an hour comes to $200 and almost $45 a week. Okay? That's how much more money the companies are making off of you than they what they were 20 years ago on an $85 bill. Of course, bill rates weren't $85 20 years ago, but let's pretend they were for today's exercise. We're talking about $245 more a week right now that the average travel company, what I did is I took eight bucks, or eight, I'm sorry, 8%, which is somewhere between 26 and 32. So it's, it's roughly, I took 8% halfway between. So let's take an average, so you guys know where I came up with 8%. An average of what I've seen it change over the last year, and that is the truth. There's bigger companies are at 32, but there's a lot more jobs those big companies have. So about, an average would be of any job you look at, it has gone, the margins have increased by 8% across the board, if that makes sense to you. So what I'm getting at is companies are making $245 more a week right now than they were 10 years ago, on average, on you, which means you're not making $245 more a week. They are. The bill rates have gone up, so that money should have been going to you. Instead, it's actually now going to the, the agencies. And that's why I tell you, and I said early on, we're making too much money. That that that's that's a lot of money. It doesn't sound like a lot. Well, you know, it's only it's two hundred forty five dollars. It's two hundred forty five dollars a week. Could you guys afford? Would you like to have two hundred forty five more dollars a week? Multiply that, you know, times a month, and look at how much of disposable or discretionary, not really disposable, but discretionary income you're walking away from. If you look at a thirty six hour work week, and you multiplied that by 52 weeks out of the year, that $244.88 is almost $13,000 a year, which means that if you just worked 36 hours, right now from a company that's an average company, you are walking away from almost $13,000 more tax, you know, I'm talking about gross wages in your pocket as opposed to a company that's on a 20% margin, for example. That, that's a lot of money. That's obviously over $1,000 a month. Now, that's last time I looked, that's one heck of a car payment. That's a good car. That's a, that's a luxury, luxury car that you're talking about. Or it's, that could be, you know, that's, some, that's a mortgage payment or a half a mortgage payment, depending on how big of a mansion you live in. We're talking about a ton of money. 
So again, right now, the difference between a 20% margin company and the average company, you are walking away from almost $13,000. Now, if there are 20% margin companies out there, there might be. I'm sure there still are. The average company is at 28. So when you guys say, I don't care what a company's making, it doesn't really matter. Okay, then go work for a company at 20%, 28%, and give them that $13,000 that you clearly don't want because you like that recruiter so much. Because that recruiter is such a friend, such a buddy, sends you pizza once a year. Do you guys see the, 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 the craziness in earnings right now? You guys are choosing companies because you like your recruiter, and they're making $13,000 off of you. You are giving them that because you like your company so much as opposed to keeping your pocket because they send you a pizza for your whole floor. Wow, they are so good to me. They send me a pizza for my floor when it's my birthday once a year. And they take $13,000. That's a $13,000 pizza party, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, you guys see where I'm going with this? It's just, wake up. <laughs> you guys have to start paying attention to this stuff. Let's multiply that. If you are a big company, I'm going to make it really hit home. For those companies that are on the 32% margin now, you're talking over $19,000 a year difference. That 32% margin, which is 12% more than the other companies at 20%, if there are even a few companies of us out there that making or doing a 20% margin, you're talking about $19,000 a year. Remember, this is just on 36 hours a week only, not 37 and a half, no overtime, no holiday, just straight 36 hours. Yes, there's no breaks. I'm just multiplying it by 52 weeks a year. We're talking about you know close to 20 grand a year. That is no chump change. The company margin is the only true variable in the pie chart. It's the only variable. You're not going to change what a vendor is going to charge you. You can't change the taxes that the company's paying on your behalf for payroll taxes for your taxable income. So guess what, guys and gals? There's only one variable. How much money does a company want to make? Meaning how much is left over from you of the rest of the pie? That the rest of the pie is yours. The rest of that pie slice, which should hopefully be the biggest one, and it is the biggest one, regardless of if it's a third to an agency or if it's only 20% to an agency, it goes to you. So do not sit out there and have your friends tell you that what a company makes is none of your business and it doesn't matter in the big scheme of things, as long as you're making the kind of money. I guess it matters if you don't want to shop around. If you're only looking to look at assignment per assignment and base your whole entire travel career on what one company or two companies are going to pay you from location to location, it wouldn't matter. But if you want to be smart and evolve your travel game and you start shopping around, you're going to find a huge disparagement between what five different companies are going to pay you for the exact same job. 20 grand, ladies and gentlemen. 20 grand could be what you're walking away from if you started to actually research and look and shop around. You guys are the commodity. We all chase you. Last time I looked, you guys aren't chasing and hoping for a company to go to work for you. If you are, you're doing something wrong. We should be chasing you. We should be earning your business every day. You know, sometimes it drives people on my side of the desk crazy how arrogant a traveler can be because they kind of walk around like this is the way it is. Guess what? That's the way it is. You guys should be acting that way. You guys have choices. We are truly jumping through our you-know-whats to try to get you to work for us. Make sure we earn that. And it shouldn't just be because you like us. It shouldn't just be because we have a nice smile or because we have a great you know, looking logo and we answer the phone friendly every day. It should be because we put more money in your pocket and everything else falls in line and it works really well like all their companies do. That's the quintessential difference, I think, between five different companies is how much of the margin they're keeping and how much they're not keeping, in other words, giving to you guys. Boy, 
I'm getting a little elevated because I, I knew I would on this one. You guys know me. I get mad because I just I, I want to slap some of you guys. I want to shake some of you and say, wake up. And I want to slap my competitors and my other people say, stop doing this to these people. Have an ethical company with a good philosophy and a good margin and do your job well, which is what I hope you guys are spreading the word about this, this podcast and this YouTube channel for so that they start going, hmm. I'm not going to work. So masses start leaving these companies that are taking these 32% margin. They just should. Why would you go to work for a company at 28% margin when there's 150, 200 companies with the exact same job, they're going to pay you more? Why? Ask yourself that question. What's your reason? Because you don't want to go, it's a pain in the you-know-what to go to work for somebody else. You have to go through all the paperwork again. you got to fill out another skills checklist again. you got to enroll in more insurance again. Wah. For twenty grand, I'll do it. I'll do it all day long. Give me the twenty grand. I'll I'll enroll your insurance for you. I've got people that would line up out the door to do that for you. Guys, you got to start to to get smarter. You guys got to start to really think about this again. This is a different career for you now, so treat it as if it is a new career. And this part of it is where you guys all collectively have to start elevating your game. You really do. All right, I'm on my soapbox, but let me try to get back to to some other stuff here. One thing I want to tell you guys, and I'm going to defend, I, I love to beat up recruiters. I think that they are kind of, they're salespeople. I mean, they are. And I've been a salesperson my whole life. So it's, it's a self, uh, you know, self-depreciating kind of situation. But some recruiters or many recruiters out there, I'm going to give them a break because they don't know this stuff. Their companies don't allow them to know this stuff. The CEOs, the CFOs, even the directors of recruitment, and you name it, for some companies, it's here's the, the pay rate. Here's the pay package for this assignment. Their software and their margins don't even allow them to see the full concept. So I will defend some recruiters for some companies. I can't tell you which ones they are because I don't know. But there are many companies out there that the recruiter truly is just the, the puppet. They have no clue. They do not know these numbers. They are directed. Here's the number. They can only see what's there. They are, it's hidden from them what a company's making because a lot of CEOs don't want the recruiter to know how much the company's making when they're only making fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 a year. I think a lot of the recruiters that make you know, six-figure incomes, and, and many do, many don't, by the way, um, that... They might know if they've been around for a while. They get a, a general idea. You start to see these numbers, and you can obviously any recruiter worth their weight would start to do some math and, and know how easy these this pie really works, and they can figure it out on their own. But I will tell you, to defense of some of those uh, recruiters, a lot of them just don't know. They're not given the information. They don't actually see the bill rate, which means they are flying blind. So I'm going to qualify and say don't necessarily kick the crap out of a recruiter. Uh, you can kick the crap out of the company if their margin is less or just laugh and walk away and say thanks but no thanks. I've been doing a lot of things with my company. I've been doing a lot of shopping around, you know, for internal things. I don't care if we're talking phone systems, we're talking, you know, you name it. But um, I shop around. Obviously, I don't take the first deal. If someone says, I've got a great thing that you guys need, whether it's our, our company we do our payroll through or our insurance that we offer, you name it. Every single vendor that I have, I don't just jump right on and say, oh, I like that person. That person was really nice. You know, well, that's, that rep had great legs. I'm going to jump on, you know, and, and have her work for me. Come on. You're gonna, I'm going to shop around and figure out which company is going to give us the best deal and give us the best service. So if everything is equal across the board, why would I pay a, one company more for the same exact thing on a background check, for example, that another company can do cheaper and it's exactly the same thing? Why would I do that? It's the same thing. That'd be dumb. So again, as I, t I said before, you've got to treat this like it's a business for you. So start being smart and stop, you know, you stop going through the agency <laughs> that's not going to pay as well 
So I will say, recruiters are not always to blame, um, but some do. I will tell you, some of them really understand it. And here's where I want to go with this. There are a lot of recruiter compensation packages. I mean, obviously understand how a recruiter is paid. Most recruiters have a salary. Sometimes it's, you know, albeit it, it can be small for some companies, some companies it's bigger. I think it has a lot to do with the cost of living and how high or low the unemployment is, depending upon how easy it is to attract a new recruiter to come work for your company or to come from outside of the industry. But I do know this, many, many, many companies have a compensation plan that allows a recruiter some flexibility based upon what they can see, which means if I make my company more money, in other words, if I screw you out of more money, the traveler, I, in, t in fact, in tune, can also make a higher commission. It is, it is black and white for a lot of these things. Here's your, here's your commission package if you do a margin between, let's say, 20 and 22%. It increases, by the way, if you do something between 22 and 24. We're going to give you even more if it's between 24 and 26. And if you really pull the wool over a traveler's eyes and you go up to this margin, we're going to pay even more which is a very clever way of a company saying, we'll give you a little bit if you make us more and more and more money. And the recruiter oftentimes doesn't see that because they don't care. They're thinking about their own personal compensation, much like you guys should be. So, yes, they are incentivized, believe it or not. They are incentivized on many plans, not all. So stop with the, you know, the instant messages and everything else. Not every company does this, but a ton do. A ton have figured out if I can, if I can incentivize my recruiting team to kind of be the numbers magician for our company and they're actually going to make more money if they do better deals, better meaning better for the company, by the way, not better for you, then I'm going to pay them more. And we're going to make a ton more. If I pay them 2% more of a commission, we're going to be making 98% of that commission of the increased amount. I'll do it all day long. That is also a real thing. So understand sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, your recruiter is not your best friend. Sometimes they actually have an incentive to hurt you and keep more money in the company. I'm just sorry that that's the case, but it's true. And any recruiter out there that doesn't know that, maybe their company doesn't do it, but any recruiter that's been doing this for a while knows that many companies do work that way. So it's not baloney, it's the truth. So if you are looking for a company that you know has, you, here's how you know. If you see the same company with multiple recruiters offering two different compensation package, that's clue number one, that that company incentivized their travelers I'm sorry, the recruiters to pay travelers different amounts, which means one, one recruiter has a philosophy that says, I'm going to try to make as much money as I can in every deal because I'm going to try to get, you know, I don't, I don't need to work in that many deals, so I'm going to try to screw every traveler I can out of money. Another recruiter for that same company may say, I'm going to maybe, you know, try to get more travelers and try to, you know, attract them by having better rates and offering better pay packages. That's their philosophy. You can see that, and I've had that question, how come when I see the same company with two different recruiters offering two different wages? That's why because they have a, an internal compensation plan that has some flexibility that allows them to make more money the more that they bring into the company. So there you go. Guys, in other words, the whole point of what I'm getting at here is that margins for a company pay for everything. It pays for salaries. It pays for commissions. It pays for swag. It pays for cocktail parties at conventions. It pays for people to fly out and, and go different areas. It pays for everything. There is literally nothing that a margin doesn't take care of that doesn't go to a company. It pays for uh, you know, the board of directors, if it's a publicly traded company, you name it. This is all ingrained and built in. If you've got a company that's making 20 grand more a year on a traveler than the next company, that money is going somewhere. It's either going in the pockets of the owners or the, or the, uh, the shareholders, or it is going for other things to help promote and market that company. 
So if you ever heard anything that I've ever done before, like, and I'll be doing it on this as well, the nothing is free concept, nothing truly is. You are paying for it one way or the other. Oh, well, my company just takes care of all my credentialing. If I have a license that's due, they just they just jump through hoops and they'll pay for that license. If I've got a certification or if I need, you know, I don't care, my, my TB taken care of for me or quantify. They, boy, they're, just, they're so great. They pay for it. At 20 grand a year, they do. You bet. They'll pay for a $200 quantifurin all day long. A again, guys and gals, this is where it's time for you to kind of smarten up a little bit and wise up to how this works. The appearance is we're awesome. We take care of everything and it's all free because we love you and we're there and we're family and whatever else it is. It isn't free. They are absolutely getting it and then some out of your hide through their through their margin because how, think about it. Do, do you really think they would just do that because they're good guys and gals no they've got it built in they're actually giving you so little that they'll do it all day long but they sure are going to sell the hell out of that one and make you feel like they're doing something wonderful for you when the fact is that they're really not all right let's let me let me kind of show you what i'm talking about let me get a little bit into this so what i mean by this is let's just take a company that has 500 travelers, which is you know a pretty average, decent size, you know, between medium and small, medium, and that's not a lot of travelers. 500 travelers is is a good, solid company, but it's certainly not huge, and it's certainly not tiny. It's kind of what I think most companies would love to to be at, right at 500. It's pretty average, right? So let's go back to my my eight percent increase from what is typically being kept. The margins at 28 percent, let's say on an average over a 20% margin. Again, most companies are at about 26, the, the, the smaller companies, but 28 is the, in fact, the average, if you take the big and the little and kind of combine them with what I've been seeing, per me and my research. If you look at that, that is, just run those numbers. Take that, you know, take that, what I say, 13, 7, I think $30 a year. Multiply that times 500 travelers. We're talking about $6.4 million in company margin from a company that's at a 28% margin as opposed to a company that's at a 20% margin on 500 travelers. This is not small numbers, ladies and gentlemen. This is big business. You guys may feel like, well, we're kind of a small industry. Trust me. This is big business. $6.4 million. Again, I'm just basing this on 36 hours for every single person, 52 weeks out of the year. We're not talking about any overtime, and I did that based upon an $85 bill rate. So $6.4 million on a top-end line on 500 travelers. If, you, if a company's working on 500 people, that's how much extra money they have now than they did maybe a decade ago. $6.4 million. We're talking about a huge chunk. So what do you think there are? How many pizza parties does that pay for? It pays for a ton. It pays for a lot. Sorry, my printer's having a little bit of a fit over there. I didn't realize it was still plugged in, but it's right here in my makeshift studio out here on the West Coast currently. So... We're talking a huge amount of money, guys and gals. Companies that have twice that, you can double that figure. And that's just minimally. So when you wonder how these companies can afford to pay for things, $6.4 million difference in between the same bill rate, let's say, in a decade now, a decade, you know, now that it was to a decade ago. That is a huge amount of money. That's just on the top end. 
So that all drops right down to the bottom. And there's no cost of goods sold affiliated with that. That's their margin. Which, when I guess I, I said that quickly, which means that number drops right down and pays for any operating expense they have, which means they can hire a bunch more people. They can pay themselves. There's the CEO, the, the top dogs and dogettes of the, of the company can go nuts and have huge salaries, have huge distributions, have huge dis, you know, funding that they're going to do for their own self, their shareholders, you name it. That's a lot of money that can be distributed to the owners of the company or can be shared with, you know, they can pay their recruiters more commission. They can take company trips. They can get bigger offices. They can spend it more on marketing for their own company. We're talking about big bucks here, guys and gals. So don't tell me that what a company makes doesn't make a difference or affect the industry. It does. And I've watched this get uglier and uglier and uglier. And so have you guys because you're all telling me about it. So if you're one of my competitors listening out there, people are figuring it out. They know. And I'm sorry that I'm blowing the whistle on this, but it's just, it's, I don't need to blow the whistle on it. You guys are, consumers are consumers. They're going to figure out who's going to pay them more eventually. Anyway, I'm just kind of helping you through that learning curve a little quicker to make it go. I really need to pay attention to what a company's paying me and whether companies might pay me over or less than the company I'm currently with. So we're talking about a big amount of dollars. This is not a small industry anymore, ladies and gentlemen. This is a big buck industry, and that's why so many people jumped into it during the, the crisis here a year and a half ago when, when nurses and travelers were in such high demand, respiratory therapists, you name it. Everyone said, wow, this is a sexy industry. There's a lot of money out here. I'm going to jump into it, and they did, and they all made a ton of money. Some of them all got out because they realized it's not sustainable for them, but there are huge numbers in this business, and if you figure it out, you can make a ton of money. And again, that's that's why so many people try, but it is not an easy business, by the way. I'll, I'll, we'll talk about that. I promise you guys that I'm going to open up the kind of the books and open up the doors on on what I'm doing, and I still will. And you guys will see it's not all it's not all roses, ladies and gentlemen. There is tons of money out there, but it is incredibly risky. It can be very dangerous. You have to know what you're doing, and I've seen that uh, even up close recently, where I, I know some some companies that are really struggling right now because they are mismanaged at the top. They don't know what they're doing, and it's unfortunate. And I don't like seeing it. I don't like seeing any company go go south. There's 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 no need for that in our industry. But if you do things badly or poorly, it's it's going to happen, and I see it happening right now. So, I guess I don't really mind the ones that got in that really were outsiders and just came in for the money. I don't mind them going back out. But I don't like seeing some of the companies I think could do well that seem to have decent intentions go out. It's just, it doesn't seem right. So anyway, here's the bottom line. I will say one thing and also defend some big companies. The bigger of a company you are, that $6.4 million, you do need it. And I hope, I mean, let me kind of walk you through. I've said this before, but here's what I'll say. Some of those companies are monsters. They... The bigger your company gets, and you guys may not know this, it actually takes more to sustain a larger company than it does to a T than a smaller company. In other words, if you've got, a, let's just take payroll, for example. If you've got 500 people as opposed to 50 people that are traveling for you, you might be able to handle 50 people with one payroll specialist. But you can't just have 10 handle 500, if that makes sense. It's all in the same cadence. In other words, timesheets come in, you've got a couple of days to do it. It oftentimes will take 20 people to handle 500 travelers. There is a economics of scale that actually increases as a company gets bigger. So I will say this to defend some bigger companies, they it takes more. It takes more to run them. They have more legal uh, agendas. They've got people coming after them legally. So they have to spend more money on that. They spend more money on accounting department. They spend more money covering their you-know-whats as opposed to a small company. So one thing I will say is when you have 
a larger company, I will defend them and say there is a slight increase in your operating expenses that would take. So it's not just like all that money is going to drop from your your top line straight down your bottom. It's going to get gobbled up on your operating expenses for, for some of those companies. And again, the CEOs of those companies, their job is to try to minimize those costs and keep things um, a little bit uh, more, you know, I guess, in check. But I will defend them. I hope that made sense to you that it's not just that it's all dropping to the bottom line. If it's a bigger company, this company has, you know, a thousand travelers, it does cost more internally to run those big companies. You've got a lot of wasted money on salaries that you just can't help but waste. It just is. You just have people, you have a bunch of vice presidents walking around sometimes doing nothing, and there's no way around that. You need them for when they're when you know he or she has to do their their job but it, there's wasted dollars internally and on operating expenses as a company grows and I, I don't want to go into a lot of detail but just kind of trust me in that one it's true the big, i've had bigger companies and i've had smaller companies and it really does take more travelers to make the same kind of bottom line as a company gets larger and larger just flat out is so let's talk about how do you one of the questions people ask me is well how do I how do I know how do I figure the how do I figure out margins if I can't figure out a bill rate? And I'm going to get a little slack for this, but I'll tell you right now, you can ask your recruiter. Most recruiters will not tell you. I've done a lot of little snippets and things that, that that's true. They either don't know or they've been told don't tell the bill rate. And the reason they don't want you to tell a bill rate is they don't want you to know what their margins are. You you can however ask if you're comfortable, you can ask, you know, other travelers, you can ask your manager. And I mean there's this big misnomer that you can't ask the, the hospital what you're being paid, what they're paying for you. I don't know where that come that came from. If it if it's anywhere, it's been recent. But I have never gotten in trouble, nor has a traveler of mine ever gotten in trouble for asking his or her manager what the hospital's paying for them. It's just not a thing. There's nothing in any contract I've signed that says it's a breach of contract for your traveler to ask about a bill rate. There are vendors that don't like that because they don't want you to compare companies they want everyone to kind of be blinded i don't know why a vendor would care but there are vendors that don't like it the fact is it's not typically illegal why would a why would a hospital really care that you know how much they're paying for you i would think that almost kind of be like yeah we're paying a lot for you here's exactly how much we're paying for you so you know i would think if i was a hospital i would want a traveler to know how much i'm paying because i'd want them to know how expensive you are so do your job well and be a great traveler so i really if you look at it why would a hospital care if they're paying 85 dollars an hour what would be the reason why they wouldn't want you to know that? I, I can't think of one. I don't understand why that would be a thing. It's not, a, it's not, they wouldn't be ashamed of it. They're not embarrassed of it. If it's low, then okay, fine. It must be a good location. So the supply and demand comes into play. But there wouldn't be any reason why a hospital would get angry for you to know how much they're paying hourly for you. Would there be? Am I missing something? Why would that be a problem? If, you're, if they're paying the same for you as the other person on your unit, which they should be, why would it matter to them? So that, I think that's malarkey, as they say in the, in, the, in the older days. There's no real reason why, why they would care that you know the bill rate. So I ask them. If, you're, if your agency doesn't like it, that's a different story because they're the ones that don't want you to know. If the vendor's saying it, that's a different story because, like I said, a lot of vendors don't want you to compare all of us agencies out there. They want you to just have your blinders on and just go with whoever. But a vendor really shouldn't care either, but they do. I've seen emails, hey, your travel travelers are asking each other, this is not to me, but it was like to everybody, please don't have travelers talk about bill rates. And I wanted to go, why? Why would you care? Wouldn't you want the traveler to become happier and go with a company that's paying them more? But again... We're getting back in the same thing. So vendors sometimes play that game, too. They don't want you guys comparing companies, which, again, I don't get why they don't. This is the kind of thing that drives me nuts in our industry, why there's so much secretive 
you know, things that we have to deal with in our, in our agency. And there really shouldn't be. If everything was out in the open, wouldn't we all be a little more, you know, clean and a little bit more understanding of how everything works? To me, that just makes way more sense. You know, let's just get rid of all the cloak and dagger crap. And let's, here it is. Fillet it. Here's exactly what the bill rate is. Here's exactly how much money we're making. Here's exactly what's left over here. Here's how much goes to Uncle Sam. Here's how much the vendor is taking. What's wrong with that concept? I cannot tell you. The only thing that would be wrong with that concept is the fact that I don't want you knowing how much we're making, which means I'm embarrassed and I feel like I'm making too much money. That's why it's happening. So find out what the bill rate is if you can. If you can't, there's not much you can do. But over time, you can certainly start to figure out. I mean, there's just ways to figure it out. I mean, asking our traveler, ask the HR, you know, so what are they paying for me hourly? You do have to calculate some things you won't know. You won't know how much a bill rate is because, uh, I'm sorry, you won't know how much a vendor fee is, but you could figure maybe 5 or 6%. You could take that chunk out. You can kind of figure out what you're paying tax on taxable income. It's pretty easy, in fact, to take those four slices of the pie and kind of reverse it out. If you know that bill rate, you have a general idea of how much the company's making. All you have to do is look at your gross weekly amount. Take your taxable and your non-taxable income. Take your meals, I'm sorry, take your housing and any, you know, add in any type of, of you know, travel reimbursement, you name it. Get that hourly figure, multiply or divide that out by either 468 hours if you're on a 36-hour contract or 520 total hours if you're on a 40-hour-a-week contract, and you're going to find out exactly how much per hour you are, you are getting. You can then divide, take that out, you know, subtract that from the bill rate, subtract the, the vendor fee, subtract an estimated amount of taxes you might, the company might be paying on your behalf for taxable income, and lo and behold, the rest is how much the company is, and that's a percentage of the total bill rate and you can uh, you can figure that out pretty quickly by doing that math rewind that if i went quickly and listen to it again i will do a whole thing by the way on how to calculate you know your you know how to calculate company margins once you have you know different ideas but ladies and gentlemen i mean bottom line is that here's what i will tell you companies with smaller margins are going to pay you more because that's the only teeter-totter in the, in, the, in the pie. If you've got a slice of pie this big and you go to a company that has a slice of pie this big, that difference right there, ladies and gentlemen, is going in your pocket. If you've got a small company, or I'm not going to say small because they're not always that great, you've got a company that has a margin like this and they now you're working with a company that has a margin like that, that, that difference is not going in your pocket. It's going in theirs. It's, it's pretty straightforward. This is, again, this is not rocket science. This is arithmetic. It is a percentage of an overall bill rate that is going to a company or it's going to you. You choose. And you guys have that choice by deciding what company you're going to go with. So again, what I would be telling you is I would be shopping around. You shouldn't just jump in or stick with the same company all the time. If you have found a company, by the way, that consistently and religiously pays more than everybody else, awesome. Spread the word on that one. If you're having to constantly shop around, then do that. Shop around. If you find a company that's, that's notoriously the worst paying, spread that news around. And tell all your travelers, stop working with the company, because guess what? They're going to change their margins. And that is a hard thing for companies to do, by the way. When you've been making that kind of money, you've, you've added and in, in increased expenses, whether it's personnel or advertising or marketing, and all of a sudden you have to somehow figure out how to, how to get by with less of a margin. They can't do it. So they either are going to fold they're going to change their philosophy. This is how you change the industry. This is how I hope I change the industry by 
walking you guys through this very, very simple concept of a company margin and allowing you to understand that you guys are the commodity. You guys have the power. You have the power to choose what company you work for and you have the power to choose what hospital you go to work for. And all this stuff matters. And absolutely, a company margin is a critical, critical piece of this. That's why I wanted to cover this topic in episode number nine. Last single digit episode we have, but I wanted to hit it right now because it was important. So I wanted to wait till our build up a little bit. We're still kind of new biles out here. It's a relatively new. I've only been doing this for 60 days, two months. Um, we've got, uh, again, some, some great episodes coming up. I've planned, I mean, theoretically I have, <laughs> I won't tell you, man. I've got well over, I, I, I have hundreds of episodes already outlined and written down. What I don't have is my guest episodes are going to come up with something. If they have a duplicate they've already done, we're going to do it with a guest. I'd rather have them talk than me. And then I've got the ones that are going to come up that are going to have. There's things that are going to happen here in the next you know, number of months and years that are going to be things that I haven't thought of, new things, changes in the industry that we're going to talk about real time as it also happens. And like I said before, many, many times we're going to start to incorporate uh, some more nuances. I'm going to start telling the story of my company, my ideas, and some things that I think are going to change this industry. And I'm going to start to envelop those and fold those in to Travel Evolve. So if you are interested in kind of hearing a little bit of a story, and for those of you that have wanted to start your own agency, I welcome you. Uh, welcome to this world. There's plenty of room. Just do it right and tell your travelers about margins because you'll have a better company. That's just my advice for you. You have to work a little harder. You have to get more travelers working for you. But at the end of the day, I think you guys have the power. You guys have the, the ability to decide which companies are going to work and continue and which companies are going to have to either change or die. That's just the facts. So there you go. As I appreciate it, uh, like I said, as, I, as always, I appreciate this. You guys have been excellent. Please, please, please keep spreading the news on this. I am now you know, to the point where I really am, am relying upon the audience of Travel Evolve to tell other travelers about this. And this episode, I hope, would be one of them that you could say, if you kind of want a taste of what this guy is talking about, listen to episode number nine, Company Margins, or watch episode number nine, Company Margins, and you're going to get real instantly a quick feel for what this series and what we're going to be doing. And by the way, there's no end to this. We're going to continue this until the industry has evolved and moved into a, a much better place than it is right now. i got a lot of work to do. And my work is only from this side of the desk. And I'm going to talk about some things that are just common sense. I come from two different areas. One of them is I want to absolutely come to you from exposing and walking you through the things you guys are not supposed to be aware of. And I want to make you aware of them from a CEO standpoint. The other thing is I'm just going to use 21 years of the industry, which is more than what many of you guys have had as travelers, as just the things I've learned that will help you become a better traveler that aren't really necessarily secrets, but just helping you get through that learning curve on, on success and overall happiness as well. And then thirdly, I'm going to walk you through, uh, again, uh, the creation of a new company and what that's like and some of the trials and tribulations of how difficult that can be, successes, great weeks, bad weeks, you name it. It's a lot of fun. And I think it'll give you guys a different appreciation for what this world is like. And I think that also will help if we're if we're not so, you know, two different sided, if we kind of open the doors up and you can see what it's like, I think that's going to help the industry as well when you kind of have a little bit more of an understanding of what things are like from our end. And I, I think the, vice, the opposite is, is, is the same as well. That's why I have guests on here. So I can kind of see and we can also hear what things are like on your side. It helps the industry. Guys, I appreciate it as always. I can't thank you enough. I hope you enjoyed today. I know I did. It was a fun one. I knew this would be fun. I enjoy this one because it gets me going as always. I will catch you guys next week on Travel Evolve.